Thank you for listening to this episode of the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you want to take this relationship to the next level, you can connect with me and other pain crusaders inside my private Facebook group, Battling Chronic Pain with Neuroscience, where these episodes are actually recorded live. And I'd love to hear from you. Share your questions and biggest struggles with your chronic pain recovery journey by reaching out to me on Facebook or on Instagram at Pain Crusader. Thanks again for listening and never stop learning. How do you motivate yourself to exercise when you have chronic pain? Wow, this is such an interesting topic and something that I think so many people are struggling with, and that is exercise. How to exercise and stay active when you have chronic pain, and not only that, to maintain your level of motivation for exercise and ongoing exercise. And I'm bringing up this topic because I got this question in my Facebook group, Battling Chronic Pain with Neuroscience. And by the way, if you're not already a member of the Facebook group, please go ahead and request to join the group and you can post your questions there and I will answer them. Sometimes I'll even answer them on a podcast episode like this one. So a little while back, I got this question, how do you motivate yourself to exercise when the pain doesn't allow you to move most of the time? And I love this question because I think so many people are also struggling with this, and that's what we're gonna talk about today. Now, in case you don't know me, if you're new here, if you're new to the podcast, my name's Alyssa Wolf. I am a chronic pain specialist, and I'm the founder of the Chronic Pain Breakup Method, which is my 16-week online program that teaches you how to turn down the volume of your pain so you can live a more active life using science-backed strategies. And I'm actually a doctor of physical therapy, and prior to starting this program, I've started multiple pain programs, including one in the Army. And because I have this background in physical therapy, I'd like to say that I have a pretty good understanding of exercise science, exercise physiology, biomechanics, kinesiology, right? And it's true that any physical therapist can teach you about exercise and movement, but not just any physical therapist can teach you about exercise for those who have chronic pain. Because giving the same generalized advice about exercise to people with chronic pain can actually be harmful and can make people worse. And so as a physical therapist who also specialized in chronic pain, I'm gonna be discussing this topic today because any advice that a general physical therapist or physician or practitioner has given you about exercise could be wrong. Okay, and so here you are, you have chronic pain, you wanna work out, you wanna be more active, you know that it's good for you, right? Like you've heard up and down about the benefits of exercise. It's good for your health. It can help you get better sleep. It can improve your mood. It can make you stronger, help you stay active. It can make you feel more confident in your the way that you look, right? Like for weight loss or for simply just staying at a healthier weight range. And you know all that and yet you can't do it. 
you either can't work out because you are too sore and too tired and you can't move, or you can't work out because you know it will cause you to go into a two-week debilitating flare-up and you have shit to do. So you'd rather be able to do your day-to-day activities than attempt working out once a week for 30 minutes, right? Or maybe you don't have the stamina or the strength or the endurance right now. And you can maybe do like a couple reps, but then you're just completely wiped out. And yet at the same time, all your doctors and everyone it seems in the world is really in your ear telling you that you've got to work out. You've got to walk more. You've got to go to the gym and exercise. You've got to lift weights or do yoga or swim or, I don't know, get on the treadmill or whatever, right? Whatever it is. But everyone around you is telling you you need to exercise. And you're even probably telling yourself you need to exercise. Maybe you're an athlete or someone who has always pushed themselves and you feel like you have this itch to work out and it kills you that you can't. And because you're hearing this message that you need to work out, you need to exercise from all angles, you start to question yourself. You say, what's wrong with me? Why am I not motivated, right? Why am I not motivated enough? You start to blame yourself for not being motivated, and then you start to beat yourself up. You tell yourself that you're a loser, that you're a failure. You tell yourself, I'm weak, I'm lazy. Uh, I should be able to exercise, but yet I can't stay motivated. And if that's you, I am so sorry. I am so sorry if that's you, but it totally makes sense to me why you'd feel that way. That feeling you have, it feels like shit. And believe me, as a perfectionist, as a people pleaser, as an achiever, with an athlete mindset, I get what it feels like to not feel good enough or motivated enough or strong enough. And I get what it feels like to not be able to solve my own problem, right? Like everyone keeps saying, well, the answer is right there in front of you. Just exercise, right? Like, why don't you exercise more? What's wrong with you? Just exercise like everybody else and you'll feel better. And you feel like shit because you can't do it. And so if that's you at all, I need you to hear this. It is not that you're not motivated enough. Motivation is not the problem here. You wanna know what the real problem is? Well, there are actually three problems. Number one is this idea of pushing through pain or pushing so hard that you end up causing a flare up, which makes the pain problem worse. This is the problem of our pain pathways, right? The more you practice pain, the stronger those pathways become. It's the same thing as as when you learn to tie your shoes. A lot of times we call it muscle memory or motor memory, right? Like the first time you try to tie your shoes, you don't really have the skill, the hand movements down, and it takes a long time to practice that. But eventually, The more you practice that act of tying your shoes, the better you get at it, and eventually it becomes automatic. It gets to the point where you don't have to think about what the steps are to tying your shoes, it just becomes automatic. Your hands just know what to do. In the same way, pain can be practiced, and those pathways can be stronger, and they become more and more automatic. And not only that, those pain pathways that are now stronger and more automatic, they they themselves can then become tied together with other pathways for movement or exercise or activity. Essentially what happens is one pathway, say for example for movement or exercise, starts to trigger the pain pathway and those two pathways become tied together and automatic. So if you push yourself often and you push yourself into pain because you feel like it's the only way to get anything done or it's the only way to exercise, I don't want you to beat yourself up about this because this is not your fault. Your whole life, you've been taught to push yourself, right? 
don't show pain, don't show weakness, suck it up, walk it off. Like we've been taught these sort of concepts over and over again. And so it's not your fault that you push through your pain or you push into your pain because this is not something that you were taught was bad for you. Okay, and that, so that's problem number one, is pushing through pain or pushing so hard that you end up causing a flare-up is actually making the problem worse. The second issue is that your body is actually not ready for exercise, okay? The first thing you need to realize is that pain is one way that our body uses to communicate with us. So pain is a lot like the alarm that your body uses that lets you know that your brain thinks it needs to protect you that it's activated its protective responses, and that alarm is letting you know that your brain thinks that things are not safe, that there is some kind of injury or potential injury that we need to protect you from. And so when you have pain, you have this alarm going off, that is your body's way of trying to tell you that it needs something else. It needs rest, it needs safety, it needs a chance to heal. And so you can almost think of your pain like this scared, crying toddler. She's scared and she's crying and she's afraid. And so if you have a scared, afraid, crying toddler, do you think it will be helpful to tell them to suck it up and yell at them and tell them to get back to cleaning the room? Do you think that that would be helpful? No, because what would happen is that toddler would just cry louder and louder and louder because she feels scared and she's being yelled at, which is only adding to her fear. What that toddler needs is to feel safe, right? That little girl, that toddler needs someone to say to her, hey, what are you afraid of? Tell me what you're afraid of and let me show you that you're safe instead of yelling at her because yelling at her is only going to add to the fear and frustration that she's feeling. So in the same way, pain is your body's way of crying out to you to let you know that she's scared and that she needs something different, that she needs safety and pushing yourself to go to the gym or pushing yourself to get everything done is only going to make those cries louder and louder because your body is not ready for that. And so if you do exercise and you make that pain worse, you're doing the opposite for your motivation because in your brain's pathways, if you think about it, you're actually reinforcing that exercise is not safe and movement is not safe. And at the same time, you're reinforcing those pathways and those connections between pain and movement and exercise. And so that is part of the problem. So before you can exercise, you actually have to work on modifying your nervous system's reactions to movements, activities, and exercises by retraining your nervous system. And by doing this, gradually over time, you'll be able to become more active. Your tolerance for activity and exercise will slowly but steadily improve. And that brings me to problem number three. Problem number three is that you're not given any tools or strategies to get you there. We were actually taught all the wrong things, right? Like in, for me in physical therapy school, I was taught that if my patient wasn't getting better, I should just make them do more reps, right? Like if you're not getting better, it means you need to be doing the exercises more often and more frequently. And also I was taught if it hurts that that means it's working. And so if you're not feeling better, that means you need to be more compliant with the home exercise routine. And if it is hurting more, that means it's working. And then if that patient came back to me and said that they weren't improving despite doing the recommended amount of the exercises that I told them to do, then the answer was for me to just increase it and do more of it. Make, make it instead of three sets of 10, make it three sets of 15, four times a day instead of three times a day. It's the same advice, you know, if somebody says, 
you know, I've been feeling lightheaded and the doctor says, well, you need to drink more water. And you come back into the doctor a month later and you say, hey, doc, I've been drinking a gallon of water a day. And the doctor says, drink more water, you know, instead of looking into it and investigating and say, hmm, maybe the water isn't the problem here. In the same way, this is the wrong advice for people with chronic pain by telling them to do more and push through pain and suck it up. If it hurts more, it's working. That's the wrong advice because people with chronic pain have to solve this nervous system problem before they can effectively strengthen or stretch or work out. You need to reduce the sensitivity of the nervous system in the peripheral nerves, right? They need to also rewire the pathways in the whole nervous system, not just the periphery, but to make those pathways weaker. They need to change the activity also in the brain. They have to reduce their fight or flight responses and they need to strengthen the body map in their brain so that their brain doesn't always think it needs to protect you. Doing those steps will help to reduce your body's reaction to movement and exercise enough so that your body is ready to move again. So there you go. Like everyone is always talking about how exercise causes you to release endorphins, which will improve your mood, right? Well, if you have pain, during and after every time you exercise, you're not gonna have those endorphins. And so you're not gonna see the same improvements in mood and you're not gonna see the same improvements in pain due to that. And so instead of positively reinforcing the act of working out with those positive happy chemicals, those endorphins that normally would act as a reward chemical, instead you feel worse, you have more pain, more fatigue, and all of that is acting as almost a punishment for working out after rather than a reward. And so it's gonna work against you and your ability to feel motivated or stay motivated. And so if you wanna know how to get motivated to exercise more when you have the chronic, when you have chronic pain, the answer is to solve the deeper problem. And that deeper problem is the nervous system. You need to give your nervous system a chance to recover, to calm down and retrain those synapses and the activity in your brain and your spinal cord. All right, and if you wanna learn a little bit more about this whole nervous system problem and if you might benefit from a nervous system approach, you can sign up for my next workshop, How to Master Chronic Pain Naturally. It's a free and live workshop that you can attend where I'm gonna teach you how you can tackle your chronic pain problem naturally using science-backed solutions and drills without having to rely so heavily on pills, procedures, and painful physical therapy exercises so that eventually you can get back in the gym and get back to working out and actually feel the endorphins that you get from a good workout. And so you can feel happier and more energized and all of that with less pain. And so that is the goal. So you can sign up for my next free live workshop by just clicking the link in the description. That's all I have for today. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next time. Hey, my name is Alyssa Wolf, and as a chronic pain specialist, I am on a mission to empower you to tackle your chronic pain naturally by uncovering hidden truths about pain and exposing the deeper cause. I aim to help you transform your relationship with pain because you've been in this relationship for long enough and you deserve better. You just need a little help to get out of it. And that is what the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast is all about. I'll be busting pain management myths, teaching you some of the mind-blowing neuroscience of pain, and help you overcome some of the roadblocks that are keeping you from seeing real, long-term improvements in pain. Stick with me, and in no time, you'll learn the keys to breaking up with stubborn pain so you can get back to doing what makes you, you, and living your fearless and fulfilling life. 
So if you have chronic pain and are looking for no fluff, natural, science-backed pain relief solutions, pull up a seat and get cozy because you are in the right place. Let's get started.